Welcome to another episode of the Guys with God podcast called Sharing Our Struggles, where we discuss the everyday challenges and frustrations that all men go through during their lives at one time or another. We like to talk about how we've dealt with them from both our past experiences and from what God reveals to us through his word. Now, here's today's episode. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our podcast, Sharing Our Struggles. Once again, I'm here with my brother, Mark, and how are you doing, Mark, this morning? Doing well, Ron. Good to see you. Good, good. Uh, this morning, we're going to have, um, we're going to talk a little bit about hard conversations and having hard conversations and how we do them and how we struggle with them and, you know, how we turn to God and seek his guidance and his wisdom to help us with those. And with that, Mark, I want to start off with asking you a question. Hard conversations. When you hear the word hard conversations, what do you think of? And uh, also, more importantly, how do you handle or how do you have these hard conversations that, you know, you know, you're supposed to have, but are always usually difficult to have? It's a, a rough, rough question. And it's a rough situation, Ron. Um, being a fear-based person, I don't like anything that's hard or difficult. Mm-hmm. So my natural initial response is I don't want to. But being God's kid, being a, a servant leader, and being who I am, I know that I must. So when that when that situation arises, the first thing I do is I start seeking what God's will is for the situation. Um, I try to remove my emotions out mm-hmm. as best I can. I can't do it perfectly, but that allows me to start seeing the situation for what it is. And then I'm asking God in prayer what is the solutions? What are some options? And I, that's the first couple things I do. Um, when it comes down to having the actual conversation, one of my favorite verses is, is Colossians 4, 6. And it's it's the salt and pepper verse. Let your speech be always in grace, having been seasoned with salt, to know how it helps to answer each one. So what that looks like for me and... In business, it's always a lot easier because I don't have as deep a personal relationship as it is with family or, or loved ones or friends. But one thing I learned in business over the years was this. If there's a situation that needs to be fixed, that hard conversation has to take place, I need to step forward, not only in faith, but with a solution that will help that person to a better place or a better option and also make it better for not only myself, but those that are involved. Yeah. Um, a couple of things you've touched on that, that jumped out, that stuck out to me was the fear of having those car- hard conversations and letting your emotions kind of control that. Um, for me, the, the, it's the fear I'm thinking, okay, what am I afraid of? Um, I'm afraid of what that other person will say. I'm afraid of maybe what I'm saying is is maybe hurtful or may may not so much hurtful, but may um, not go over well. And mm-hmm. and sometimes it's it's afraid of being the rejection of that other person, rejecting what I have to say, maybe hurting my feelings. That's where the emotions come in, feelings. And it's just it, it's it's hard to have those conversations. Um, for me, it's trying to uh to have those i i feel as i'm beginning to work on those and, and starting to, to work on trying to have those hard conversations it's once you start doing that 
they get a little bit easier each time you have those conversations. And uh, it gets a little bit easier the next time and a little bit easier. And it, it just takes a lot of practice and a lot of, uh, like you said, trusting in God to uh, give you the right words and the right way of saying things to be able to have those conversations. Um, do you have a conversation or a hard conversation you, that you think you or that you can remember that you had recently that you'd like to share and how you, you know, what it was about and who it was with and how you how you went through it? Sure, Ron. Um, well, the, probably the most recent is, is a Homes from Heaven conversation. Um, a dear, dear friend of ours who is financially very well to do um, has been just supporters of me and Tammy in our ministry for all the way back since almost our time here in Phoenix, since probably 2010 or 2011 when we first met them. Um, the problem was this. They are very outgoing about talking about their money and wanting to help. <clears throat> but as they progressed to learn about homes from heaven, and as they started seeing what our motives were and what we're trying to do, they started offering suggestions that a little bit different from what we're trying to do. Basically, um, in a nutshell, the homes from heaven that we're doing, as you know, Ron, maybe some of our, our listeners don't, we are a solution for young adults, 18 to 35, and for our struggling financially 55 plus community to come together, have a healthy place to live and learn skills. Mm -hmm. So the concept is, this is a place of victory. It's a place of learning and it's a place where you're going to work your butt off, but you're going to gain from it. Mm -hmm. Well, this person wanted us to bring in not unhealthy people, but people that are not quite ready to go to work, not quite ready to go to school, not quite ready to learn self-sufficiency and self-sustainability. And so the difficulty started with this, uh, knowing that I might offend them knowing that we might lose some money. I had to really step aside and table it for a little while and pray because I had to make sure my motives were pulled out of the way. Because if you know um, any type of startup, especially when you're trying to raise 30 million plus every dime you can get, it's a good dime to get. Mm -hmm. So to run a, to run a donor off is not a very good thing. So I talked with my board um, I even had this individual come meet with our board many times so that maybe they could help them understand our point of view, not coming from my own mouth. Long story short, Ron, um, I thought we had crossed the bridge. I thought they'd understood. I really didn't care about their money anymore. I just wanted their support mm -hmm. going forward. And as life would have it, or maybe as it was God's will, at the last minute, they turned right around and said, nope, we're bringing in two more investors. You're going to put in this on your property. You're going to sell three acres off on that property, and you're going to put up this other facility. And I, I told them, I said, you know, I said, those are great suggestions. But as we've been talking now for over two months, that's not who Homes from Heaven is. Mm -hmm. Well, do you know if you don't do it my <clears throat> way, I'm going to pull my funding? And then, well, you know, I'm not perfect, Ron. My mouth takes over, and it took over in this <laughs> I said, so the funding you've given us so far, is that what you're talking about? Well, I haven't given you anything. Exactly. So what are we losing going forward? Well, you're going to miss out on being able to fund this whole project. And I thought, okay, well, 
your project's what you're wanting to fund, not the project that we're trying to do. So how I ended the conversation was this. I love you. I respect you. I, I want to be in your life. But for what we're doing at this project at this point in time, what you're desiring and what we're able to deliver are two different things. So I think we need to take a break. I ended it. Yeah. And that probably was a tough conversation to have because you're talking funding and probably talking not just a couple of dollars. I'm from what you have shared with me in the past, this donor was a pretty big donor, Mm -hmm. you know, so being able to have that hard conversation with that donor and realizing the consequences of what you were going to say. And even it was, but what I, what was cool, the cool thing about it is that you, you stuck to your original vision, your original plan. And as tempting as attempting temptation from the devil, I guess you could say of here's this money, but I'm going to give you this money, but I want you to do this. Exactly. Right. And that's, and that was the other thing, Ron, while I was going through this process, I kept remembering, and this is not my idea. Mm-hmm. We've got almost 21 people now involved in this that share the vision that we share for homes from heaven. Mm-hmm. So I had them on my heart. It's like, well, that wouldn't be fair to them to make compromises without them having a say in it. Yeah. And knowing these individuals like I have, we've already walked across those bridges to come to where we've come now. So that was the first thing. The second thing was, as always, telling my wife, I think I just tore up a check for $10 million, dear. So I wasn't <laughs> looking forward to having that conversation. That wasn't an easy conversation. No, no. Yeah. But here's the blessing, Ron. <clears throat> Two things came out of that. Um, the day I had that conversation, it was about this time of day, about lunchtime. And it was a culmination of a three-day conversation. Mm-hmm. And right as that conversation ended and I had to let it go, I had one hour to get ready for a meeting with who we didn't know at the time, but they're now going to become our fund partner, our funding partner. So it was yeah. like God had stepped in here. He had an idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I made it through the meeting, that, given the bad news and having that hard conversation, made it through the meeting to learn that, that these folks that, that like us want to find a way to support us and they have some partners that can do it. And so later that night, I sat down with my wife and I basically gave her the old fashioned, you want the good news or you want the better news? And so the good news was I tore up a check for $10 million. The better news was we just came out of a meeting where they're telling us, you're going to need $50 million and we've got a way to do this. So one more time, by me staying out of my own way, I think mm-hmm. God came in to say, this is where I need you to go. Yeah. And that's just a, a great example of how having that hard conversation with one person, it seems like when you first finished with that conversation seemed like God closed one door, but then an hour later he opened another one that was even bigger and you walked right into that one. And then boom, look what happened. You know, but that sounds like, you know, trusting in God to to get you through those hard conversations, you know, give, having him give you the power and the strength to use the right words and the right way of saying these things and sticking true to what your vision was and what your beliefs were, you know, he, he helped you through all those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to share something that, I had this morning, I had a hard conversation with my wife and, um, it was, it, those, those are hard to do, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, in the past I would bring up a, a, a touchy subject, something that was a little bit, you know, I didn't really want to bring up in the beginning, but you know, sometimes it, things just come out and sometimes you have to have those discussions. But in the past I would, I would feel that I would get defensive. I would feel I was being mm-hmm. criticized. I was being hurt and my feelings weren't, or my, what I was trying to say was my pride wasn't being respected or being taken. My opinions weren't being accepted the way I want. I wanted them to be accepted. So in the past I would blow up 
and I would just, I would, and mostly out of fear and my emotions and stuff. And, and I would just, I would raise the temperature in the room. I would, my wife, she was really good at keeping her voice at the same level, but I would just keep getting louder and louder and louder because I wanted that. What I had to say had to be heard. Mm. And that was the old Ron today. Uh, this morning we had, uh, we had a hard conversation and we, by the grace of God and what he's been doing in my life and by me seeking him every day and asking for his wisdom and his guidance and for the men's that I'm around my brothers, um, I'm getting to be a lot better at handling those emotions. I'm keeping those emotions in check. And, um, it got, I got a little excited. I would, I guess I would say, and as my wife and I were having this conversation this morning and then I, I ended up saying, I says, you know, well, you know, maybe I'm just processing out loud because I know my wife does that a lot. And she just asks me to listen to her, not to try to fix her, which was other mm. conversations we've had and other topics we've talked about. Just listen to understand her. So I'm thinking, well, maybe that's what I need. And at this moment, I says, you know, just maybe I'm just processing. I said, you know, your opinion and my opinion, we're different. And that God put us together. We're both different. And we have to find that compromise. And sometimes you have to have those hard conversations in order to find that compromise. So you can, instead of putting something on the shelf and I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. It's not going to go away. Sometimes for me, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you're, you're, I'm forced to have that conversation. And we had that today and it was just, I'm amazed at how God had covered me in his peace and I was able to pretty much keep my cool. And my wife and I had, had a great discussion And, um, she shared how when in the past, when I would blow up, I would just push her away. Mm. She says, you know, when you are remain calm and we can talk through these things, because it actually brings me closer to you. So we ended that conversation, hugging each other, kissing. We said we loved each other. And even though there were some times when I, I, and I know we've talked about this before, where inside you're still, you have those emotions are, are cranking. You can feel that pressure building up. But it's by the grace of God, like I've said before, and just seeking him every day. He's given me that peace to release that pressure a little bit. And not even though I'm, I may be feeling on the inside, my outside is not showing it at all. Because my wife says, you're, you're really, she goes, I really appreciate how calm and cool you have been and how, you, how God is changing you. You know, I says, that doesn't mean I says I'm feeling those things on the inside, but I'm being able to control those things more. Mm-hmm. And all that control, all that comes from, from God. Cause I, cause all those years I did it without God, it didn't work. Cause I would blow up and I would say things. And I, and I said before my words, I cut her to the jugular. I could, I was really good at cutting her up. I don't do those things anymore, you know? And it's, and it's, it's not by my power cause I couldn't do it. I, all, most of my life I lived that way. I have not been able to do that, but because of what God has been doing in my life, now I have that stuff is under control, you know? And it's, it, it's cool because We're going to have to have those conversations. They're always going to come up. We're always going to have battles in our lives that we're always going to have to face. But something I read this morning is that more that God puts in your life and more and much of a struggle you may think it is, is because he has more for you. So you have to face that. You have to get through that because it prepares you for the next battle he has because life is not, it's, it's all battles. You know, it's just that there's a book I just got now is battles. Life, is it a battle or a playground? Mm-hmm. So I, I haven't started reading that yet, but a lot of people think of it as a playground, but it's actually a battlefield and yeah. being, having those hard conversations is part of that battlefield that we are, that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. Ron, I was listening to you talking. It's just a wonderful how you and your wife have worked through all that. It's, 
The thing I've learned over the years, and I'm still guilty of it, but I try to make sure I'm responding and not reacting. Mm -hmm. You know, going back to the processing, I think I'm processing here. I need to process on my own sometimes. Or talking with my picket fencer friends or my wife, help getting help processing when it comes to, to having the difficult conversations. But the thing I've learned over time is when I can approach the situation with calm emotions and knowing that it's not about me mm-hmm. and coming from a servant's heart, kind of the old fashioned, what would Jesus do? I can then lead the discussion the way it needs to go and allow the Holy Spirit to inter- intercede and let us both hear what we need to hear. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at um, another verse here, Ephesians 4.29. It says, let no unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, but only what is helpful to build up the other one in need and bringing grace all around. So <laughs> when I keep that in mind, I can have those difficult conversations. Um, probably one I've had most often, most often in my, my corporate career was this. Just because folks are a great employee doesn't necessarily transfer them to being a great manager or leader. Mm-hmm. And one of the niches I had in my, my management career was I was the guy that had to bring the hard news. That you're a great employee, but you're not so great as a manager. So let's move you to something else. Not firing you. Let's just move you to something that has more fitting to your gifts and talents. And that's one of the great assets of being a Christian leader in the corporate workplace. I don't have to carry a Bible around with me, but when I can bring God's principles into my leadership, it's helped. But what I, where I'm going with this example is this. As that person has that conversation with me, I'm watching their pride take a hit. I'm watching their ego take a hit. Then I'm watching that fear you know, in the form of, oh my gosh, or the fear of anger. You're going to do what? come across them. And I have to, just like you, have to remain calm. Let them emote. Let them verbally vomit. Let them say what they got to say, do what they got to do. And then if they can calm down in the moment, we'll continue. Or I'll say, let's take some time. First off, you're not fired. You're not going to be fired, but let's figure out what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And when I take that approach, Ron, I can't say it's 100% of the time, but more often than not, that person has felt supported, they've felt heard, and not only does the company win, but that person wins because they move on to something that's more suited for them. And so that's been a good thing to do, but I had to learn that the hard way too. But when I took those God's principles of coming in to be of service and coming in to find their gifts and their skills and Mm -hmm. helping them see that, that's made that hard conversation a lot easier to deal with. So we didn't dwell on what you're not doing right. right. We look for where can we put you so that you can find your passion and feel better about what you're doing. Yeah. And, but I, the big thing I got out of that is being under control, mm-hmm. you know, and then also listening to people to understand them, not just trying to get your point across all the time. And then also from that servant leadership aspect is trying to, you know, trying to encourage them or empower them with the things that they do well. And, um, just trying to help them ease the pain of what's going on with the conversation that you're having. It sounds like you do, you know, you're doing it. You did a really good job with that. And that's something that you were, God has gifted you with and able to be able to do. Yeah. Because uh, I know you talked about mentioned about, you know, you're not firing them. 
I know as a, as a small business owner years ago, uh, I had, I've had to fire a couple of guys. And that, that's a hard thing to that's do. Hard. That's a, that's a, that's a hard conversation for another day, you know, mm-hmm. but firing somebody it's, and I probably didn't handle it as well as I probably would today, but that's, it's over and it's in the past and I can't dwell on that. I, 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 if I ever have to do that again, I'm sure I would hope that I can do it in a way that sounds like how you did it really, really well. So, um, uh, that's it for today. Um, I appreciate your time, Mark, and your your sharing your insights and your and the things that you how you deal with hard conversations. And I just hope everyone enjoyed today. And we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you hear, please share it with a friend. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook page guys with God, and also our website, guyswithgod.com, where both places give you an opportunity to pose any questions that you may have from today's discussion or to post any topic that you may want to hear discussed in the future. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.